Testing, testing, testing the reverberation. It seems like we are good. Sometimes there's feedback. It seems like we are live. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Slum Society show. You know who it is by now. It's Connor Rose from slumsociety.co.uk. You knew who it is and who it was going to be. And today I'm joined by my fabulous co-host. It's Lynn Robertson. Lynn, how are you, my dear? Connor, it's been too long. (laughs) <laughs> it's been a while hasn't it since we've <laughs> since we've done a podcast maybe two weeks or something which is a long time for me and you i feel as if it's been longer than that i think it might have been oh, three you... weeks oh i think sure. you just missed me oh, <laughs> oh I have. i've missed listening to that little voice yes and having our, our backwards and forwards debates i like these little chats <laughs> yeah you, you said to me that um you think this conversation is going to go in some I don't know, different ways today. You actually messaged me saying you fancy an argument on a podcast. And I said, well, it's, it's more like a debate because we're friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you just wait and see. <laughs> Ooh, I'm ready. I'm ready. So <laughs> what, what did you want to talk about today exactly? Um, I want to talk about calories. That's what I want to talk about. Um, and lots of different strands to that discussion. Um. What I, what I really want to talk about is um, the the basis of our program is counting calories. That's the number one uh, step to slim out of the six steps to slim um, on the program is counting Correct, yeah. calories. Um, and, you know, I've, I've, we've said this many times before that when people have asked me about this program and, you know, what is it, Lynn, and what's made this different to other programs that you've been on? And I've said, duh, 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 and you have to count calories. And everybody's gone, oh, counting. Oh, no, no, I'm not bothered about that. Oh, that's ancient. You used to count calories years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, everybody seems as if they have a massive downer on the counting calories um, words or that sentence. Seems well, to, I don't blame them. It, it's, it's, a bit, it's a bit boring, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it evokes memories in people that, for True. whatever reason, makes them think, I've tried that, done that, and I've moved on sort of thing. That makes um, perfect sense. You, but what you always say, Connor Rhodes, and this is where the argument's going to start, my dear, Ooh, is that then. you always say, but you don't have to count calories forever. I don't count calories. That's the sentence that you'll say. Okay, and I, good. I agree with myself. That, so, oh, okay. I was going to say, because I agree with me. So it doesn't sound like I'm going to argue with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but you're going to argue with me. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Please then continue, please. Okay, so so that that's the argument that I want to have. And obviously, it's going to be a discussion and not an argument. But I wanted to try and, before we got to that point, just for anybody who's listening who hasn't heard of our programme before or doesn't know anything about it, to try to talk about why, why we count calories, what it's all about, um, what, what the um, number of calories are that um, you should be having, ought to be having, etc etc and then talk about whether we have to carry on counting forever is that all right to do it that way around oh that sounds so lovely so we'll cover some basics at the beginning then yeah 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 all right good yeah so so if i just start with with something and then obviously you can uh, pick up the the main points so when i first joined this program um 
I you t- asked me to tell you how much I weighed. And at that point, I weighed 18 stone six. And I'm afraid I don't do kilograms, so I don't know what that equates to in kilograms. But um, I weighed 18 stone six. And you said to me, your calories, your daily calories are 2,000. And we had a discussion about this because you'd given me a calculation to use. And my calories, I think, came out at something like 2,300 or, or something like that. And you said we cap it at 2,000. So I want to talk about that at some point as to why we cap it at 2,000. But since then, I'm now 14 stone 10. So, you know, now I'm sort of almost four stone lighter. And I think I sh- should still be on 2,000. I did a calculation the other day, and I think it's still the, the 2,000. I want to know why it's 2,000. I want to know if I can really, really lose weight on 2,000, or if I have to go below that. And so I just thought we'd talk about that as a principle to, to, to talk about, because this age-old thing that when people say counting calories... So many people I've talked to have said, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I, I went on a calorie-controlled um, diet some time ago. You can only have 1,200 calories as a woman, can't you? And <laughs> I, I, I remember that from my days of slimming um, 30, 40 years ago when my mum used to say, yeah, you need to have 12,000, uh, sorry, 12,000, wow, that would be good, uh, 1,200 calories a day. Um, as a female and I know I've talked to several other people who said oh yeah yeah my mum always used to say 1,200 so why now Connor is it 2,000 it used to be 1,200 so can we just stop at that point and you pick up on those points please oh that's lovely yeah this is a really interesting thing to talk about because this is probably something people haven't heard of not the 1,200 calorie per day thing everybody seems to have heard of that from somewhere don't they like people just pull that out of the ether it's, it, it's kind of built into society that ladies just know that dieting's just 1200 <laughs> yeah. isn't yeah. it and we've mentioned before on this podcast um we've uh, postulated about where this might have come from or might not have come from etc and why that is um but yes then when people come to our program people might have tried calorie counting before but we do it a different way the the way that i actually get people to calorie count is different and much more specific um than them than what they'll have done before um i'm gonna i'm gonna make something up i'm gonna guess probably 50 percent of people who come to the program have tried calorie counting before probably i'm making that up i don't actually Mm -hmm. i don't actually Mm -hmm. have that statistic but it seems like even ish some people have some people haven't tried it before but the people who have tried it before they've never ever ever tried it before like we do it which is a very specific way of doing things um, and that's with actually how you enter things into like a calorie counting app, if that's what you use, or if some people do a standard food diary or something like that, how we get you to actually record into the food diary is a very specific thing to try and make it as accurate as possible because that's a different, a difficult thing to do. Anyway, um, how we actually work people's calorie intakes is also completely different to how people would have, um, maybe decided that they were going to manage their own calorie intake or maybe some nutrition program or maybe some app like MyFitnessPal or something would tell them to manage their calories. So most people do a, they they aim for like quite a low calorie number, don't they? And when you said about the connotations of the words calorie counting, a lot of people think that means low calories. Yeah. They think that they think that if you're calorie counting, that automatically means, like you said, 1,200 calories per day, which for pretty much everybody, that's a low calorie intake. Um, Yeah. And, and let me just let me just step in there. 
And, and yep. people look at that as, well, on, for example, on Slimming World, I can eat whatever I want. But when I'm calorie counting, I can only have 1,200. So it, it's that kind of thing. And we could talk about that forever, about the differences between those two and what that really means. But I think the 1,200 versus eating whatever I want is, is even big, a bigger gap than the 2,000 calories and eating whatever I want, if God, you get what such I mean. An interesting po- that, yeah, that's such an interesting point, isn't it? Because one of Slumming mm. World's biggest selling points is kind of like food freedom. Like they, they're yes. not going to be too restrictive on how much you eat. But then people, maybe correctly, maybe only sometimes incorrectly, assume that it's not going to be that way with calorie counting. Because I bet if you went to 99% of personal trainers or nutritionists and they used calorie counting with you, I bet they would also put you on a restrictive, low-calorie controlled diet. It's mm. just we, it's just we specifically, Slum Society, Six Steps to Slim, we do things and also, a, a, not, not the same way as Slumming World, but a similar way to Slumming World, where we also kind of like, we enjoy food freedom. Don't we? Yep. I, I don't tell anybody really how low calories they should eat. People don't stick to low calorie intakes every day, which makes it even because Slumming World are trying to get you to lose weigh every week, aren't they? So and, yep. and they weigh you and check you if you have. So they expect and want you to be in a calorie deficit every day. We don't at, at Slum Society. So we've kind of got more food freedom than them. Um, we've got the we've got the six steps to slim. Slumming World have got the one step to slim. Our third step to slim um food volume and healthy eating essentially that's the third step to slim for us that's slimming world's entire program basically isn't it we also encourage people to eat lots of fruit and vegetables and to change portions towards these things and we also um do tell people that yeah at the beginning yes you should look at the calories of your vegetables and stuff like this but overall it's not really mattering that much so you don't have to flip in nitpick it etc um Mm. does that make sense so far absolutely yeah yeah hmm um did you want to carry on on that because i understand i've not answered your question yet about the why we actually do the 2000 calorie per day thing no i think i think one thing that you've just said is we don't tell people on this program how many calories to have but we also don't tell people on this program how to use your calories either and i think that that is important and interesting as well we don't say you can have for example 2000 calories a day however you must avoid this or you must be careful with this or you must only eat at this time of day or you must have three meals a day or you must... We, we actually, the freedom is massive, is massive it's, when you think it, about it, it. It's literally the most freedom anybody can possibly have on any programme with it still being guaranteed to work. That, yes. is literally, that is literally the way that I've set up the programme. So I... I believe because I know that there can't really be any easier fat loss programs than ours. Because if I gave anybody any less rules or restriction than they've got, it just won't work. No matter what you do on any program, I I literally look at what is the minimum each person can possibly do to get a result. Okay, that's where we'll start. And then if they want to pick it up and speed it up from there, they can do. So like you said, we don't cut out any foods for anybody. Nobody's forced to eat anything they don't like. Nobody's forced to really do anything like i will advise you on where your calorie intake could be but i'm not going to flip in turn up at your house and force you (laughs) you know so even if people don't eat and or eat lower calories or stick to it perfectly we don't shout at people do we or you know and and the other big thing as well and i don't really want to go down this path but i'll just throw this in you also don't um make anybody exercise and I don't mean make anybody exercise, but you don't even suggest that. And I know that it's one of the steps, 
But what I'm saying is, you know, the people can still lose weight just counting calories and not doing anything else, really, can't they, Connor? Yeah, because the only mandatory step to slim we have is the first one, isn't it? Which the first yes. step to slim is not calorie counting. It's called mindful eating. So yes. people people do calorie count at the beginning. Um, I would say 99% of members start off with calorie counting. Um, and then they can stop whenever they want to. I will say most people don't want to stop and don't really stop that quickly because with the way we and set that's, it up for and people. That's what- and that's what I want to talk about later on. So, yes. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. I, I tell yeah. people they can stop whenever they want. Most people actually, some people come to the program thinking, yeah, but what if I get like addicted or stuck in the calorie count? And what if I'm scared to stop? And really, I never really see that happen. I tell people they can stop whenever they want. Most people kind of like it. They find it quite easy. Mm-hmm. We set it up in an easy way for people. It gives them better results than they've ever had before in an easy and freer way than they've ever had before. Is a little bit annoying. Yep. Does it take a little bit of time? Yep. But it's... It's a decent tool overall, isn't it? It's a decent tool. Um, yeah. And then exactly yeah. like exactly like you've said, we do have five more steps to slim. There are five more tools of effectiveness that aren't to do with just the calories in the food. But people don't technically have to do them. Um, they are optional and people can add on each, each or any or none of the steps that they want to in any order they prefer to build their own program. That's why sometimes I refer to it as the DIY diet because it's like a build, it's like a do it yourself, build your own fat loss program. Um, mm-hmm. And no, people don't have to exercise. And some people come to our program specifically for that reason, you know. Um, yeah. like there, are, there are some other, not similar, but they are online sort of Facebook based um, fitness communities that aren't ours. And some of them recommend that people need to do 20,000 steps per day. And some people have come to our program after sacking that off because they just, because they just can't manage it. Because for some people, that's just not appropriate. No, um, but some people are, are unable, unable, incapable. Exactly. You know, and, you know, some people are immobile. So uh, we, we have what, disabled members, you're exactly reason. right. Yeah, 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 for whatever reason. And also other people, you know, physically would not have the time to do 20,000 steps. Correct. That takes a lot of time, that does. You know, I know that since I picked up walking, you know, we went for a two hour walk yesterday. And when I looked at the steps, it was like eight and a half thousand steps. I thought, what? I've been walking for ages and ages and ages. And obviously it was quite a slow walk and we were doing this treasure trail thing. So so we weren't sort of marching, you know, we were ambling along and sort of thing. But then when I'd look at the steps and, you know, me and my husband are like, it's got to be 11, it's got to be 12,000, it's got to be... <laughs> <laughs> eight and a half thousand it's like how could i fit how could you fit in twenty thousand steps so you know all joking aside but you've got to have a lot of time to to get twenty thousand steps and a lot of people who work long hours and got a family to look after Correct. they physically wouldn't have the time to do twenty thousand steps would they no some people just hate it too some people just literally don't like yeah. it so yeah um and again on our program we have the minimum rules that you can possibly have while still guaranteeing that you lose weight and one of the rules isn't that you have to move to lose weight that's just not true is it so i don't force people i don't force no. people to do anything that they technically don't have to do um, they can no. do if they want to would it help yes but do you have to no and everybody knows this really because slimming world and weight watchers they don't make you exercise people lose weight don't they so it's like yeah yeah. Yeah. So everybody knows you don't have to. So some programs do force people to, and some personal trainers do. But that's just—I don't know. It's not very mindful of what the client wants. It's not really taking no. the person's goals and achievements into account. It's just more like pushing your biases onto people, which we definitely don't do. No. No. So, so 
basically, the, the, what we're talking about today is step one. And step one is mindful eating, as you say. And even that in itself might not make sense to some people. And I don't know whether I 100% understood that before I um, joined the programme. But I absolutely massively understand that now. And mindful eating, I, I think mindful eating encompasses a, a lot of things. Obviously, oh, it does. It's wide, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's massive. So, you know, mainly we're talking right now about calories and counting calories and choosing your calories wisely. I want to talk about that in a bit as well, about protein calories, if we can. Um, but, um, you know, uh, it's, it's about counting calories um, and uh, mindfully choosing those calories to ensure that you um, are as full as possible, I guess. But if you're not counting calories, and right now I'm not, and I am mindfully eating at the minute, and my weight is staying the same, and that in itself is a lie because my weight isn't the same every day. My weight goes up a pound, down a pound, up two, down two, whatever. But basically, but over the last yeah, over the last X number of weeks or months, my weight has pretty much stayed the same, which is a yippee, fantastic, great because I. I know that I can maintain this weight quite easily. Um, but that is due to mindful eating. It's not due to calorie counting. Correct. So mindful eating for me is thinking, you know, and that's what it is. It's thinking about what you eat, how much you eat, and trying to eat lower calorie um, alternatives or lower calorie versions of the things that I like and try to not eat everything that I come across, especially now when I'm going out more and socialising more and there's a lot more choice and temptations um, put in front of you. Um, so that's mindful eating. But if we come back to talking about calories and come back to why 2,000, why have I got 2,000 calories when everybody thinks that it should be 1,200 all right, that's a really good question because I, st I still was remembering I'd logged into a, a side pocket of my mind that I'd still, I'd somehow <laughs> talked a lot but not answered your question at all. I'd somehow <laughs> said many things but none of the things you actually want me to say, which is just no, ridiculous. All, no, but they're all useful, <laughs> aren't they? And, and they all add to the uh, to the mix. But but no, you, had, you hadn't answered that, so. Yes, and I'd like to go back to the mindful eating afterwards as well because I've got a bugbear about flipping mindful eating at the minute. But the right, okay. what about the 2,000 calorie per day thing? This is one of my few, I will say, own inventions or artistic licenses that will say that I use to help people on their journey. Like most of the things that we recommend and do on the, on the Six Steps to Slim are purely science-based recommendations, if that makes sense. But, but when you're working with real people, you can't just treat everybody like they're robots and just go by the same sort of rules for everyone. So that we also have to take into account people's habits and people's long-term habit change and not just purely scientific facts. So the reason I give people 2,000 calories per day is to help them with long-term habit change. And I don't give everybody 2,000 calories per day. I give 2,000 calories per day to the people that have got more weight to lose or higher body weight starting. Um, 2000 calories per day is the maintenance level of a, of a lady that weighs roughly 13 stone that does no exercise. Mm -hmm. So if, if you, when you joined the program, you were 18 stone, something, if you eat 2000, 13, 2000 calories per day, sorry, your weight will drop from 18 something down to 13 ish something. 
And that's that's assuming you do no movement, which probably you will do some movement, especially as you slim down. People do a little bit more when they find it easier. And then you might even go even lower than that. So if someone's got a higher starting body weight, there's not it's not really necessary for me to recommend them eating 1,200 calories per day. It's like, why? That's very extreme. It's very low food. It's very hard to maintain. It's very restrictive. They're not going to find it fun. They're probably going to be hungry. They're probably going to have cravings. They're probably going to have low energy levels. Some people would have low blood sugar or low blood pressure feelings and not feel good. They'd be, mm-hmm. crazy, diet. They'd be crazy diet fatigue. It's just like, why? You just don't have to. If you just eat 2,000, you'll just end up 30 ish stone and then all right after that we can talk about going lower now do i stop people eating lower than 2000 calories per day definitely not because the the goal more specifically that you were given that people are given when they've got higher body weights and all more weight to lose isn't to eat 2000 calories per day it's to eat 2000 calories per day or less isn't it yes um yeah so so people so i recommend to people yep you should probably eat around 2000 per day your weight probably won't scream down it probably won't be like burning it like firewood and just melting it off but it'll come down and you won't feel too restricted and it'll be quite easy for you then on some days or some weeks or at some times if you're finding it easier then you can yeah you can eat lower than 2000 calories per day what will happen nothing you'll just lose fat faster not in the short term nothing will happen so i recommend people a calorie goal, if they've got more weight to lose, of 2,000 or less, worded and thought about that way specifically, because 2,000-ish will be good for their long-term habit change, because when they get down to whatever weight they want to be, like 13 stone-ish is um, not that far away from, from a lot of ladies' goals, you know, their, their mm. final goals. Some people want to be 11, 12, 13-ish stone. At that body weight, they'll have to eat around 2,000 calories per day to maintain it. So I'm yeah. trying to set them up with some semblance and idea of and some practice and training of what they're going to have to do at the end. That's how it helps them with long-term habit change while not making it too aggressive for them, but yes, allowing them to eat more, less than that if they want to, sorry, so that they can get faster results and have some flexibility with it. Yeah. Um, does that make sense or not? Yeah, it does. And, and I think just thinking about it now um, all all the things that you said about the negative reasons why 1200 um is not not good is um you know you will lose weight incredibly quickly at 1200 yeah. but it's that long term sustainability slash not isn't it because uh, you know somebody on 1200 a day long term is just not possible it's not possible it will um, well, they'll just pack it in, won't they? That, that's the whole point. And that is why, as soon as you use the words to somebody, I'm counting calories, that is what that, that memory comes back. Oh, I remember me counting calories. And all they remember is, I remember counting calories when I'd only got 1,200 to eat and I was starving all the time. And all the things you said about no energy and starving and hardly being, you know, and all the rive eaters and cottage cheese thoughts that come into your head. Um, because that's basically that's the kind of stuff that you that you had and you could have um, because 1200 is not a lot of calories when you start trying to work out a normal uh, a normal day for a normal person is not many calories especially not if you're doing it every single day so it's it's that um being able to stick to it so people remember counting calories as really bad really starving um, yep. couldn't stick to it only lasted x amount of time however lost, however i lost a load of weight on it 
in a short amount of time, but then I put it all back on and more yeah. besides. And that that's that's what evokes those kinds of memories, isn't it? I completely agree. I would like to say, though, um, that when we're talking about, we do have to be, I just feel like we have to be slightly more specific. When you say 1,200 1, calories per day is not sustainable long-term for people, that does depend on who you are and what you weigh. Um, yes. Yes. Like oh, yeah. we're talking, we're, we're talking about people that have got a decent amount of weight to lose, or something along these lines. Because some people are only four foot eleven and they only weigh fifty kg. Then yeah. your calorie, yeah. and if you if you don't walk or exercise, then literally your calorie maintenance, the maintenance level for that person might not be much above one thousand two hundred calories per day. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if you, but if you're, I don't know, if you've got a decent amount of weight to lose at all, a couple of stone, then yeah, probably not. It's probably quite low. You're exactly right. Yeah. And pe- yeah. people, unfortunately, are just, I'm going to swear they're just getting shitty advice. They're just, they, they've done calorie counting, but no offense, you've done it wrong. And or whoever told you to do it, told you to do it wrong. You probably didn't count the calories right in the first place. And secondly, the, the, the way that calorie goal is set up is too rigid, too low, no flexibility, not thinking about forward planning or real life real life habits. It's just thinking, oh, what's a low number that will definitely work? Oh, 1,200. Oh, I'll just give everyone in the world that. Everyone who's a lady will just give them the same. It's, it's, it's basically ridiculous, isn't it? And if, if someone's hiring someone that's doing that, then I don't know. I hope they stop. <laughs> you just need to get yeah. better advice. It's not, that's yeah. not calorie counting's fault. That's the advice of the way that it's set up by the person who, or the app. Because my fitness pal is a flipping demon for doing that to people. It always gives people 1,200 calories per day as the goal. And it's, yeah. it's too low. It's too rigid. Really, what, we, what you need is a, a flexible calorie range. Yeah. The, the top of the range being somewhere around what's called TDEE, total daily energy expenditure, or sometimes called BMR, if you don't want to take in, into account your activity level. The top end of the range should be somewhere around that because otherwise then you're overeating and gaining weight. And the bottom end of the range should be some appropriate calorie deficit that gets people the fat loss result that they'd prefer. So our calorie ranges are... Something like zero to 500 per day. Zero being no calorie deficit. Some days it's good to not have a calorie deficit. Eat some proper food, get your energy levels up. Um, Some days a 500 deficit. Some days if people have got more weight to lose or they want to lose faster, sometimes even up to a 1,000 deficit. Some people might have 750. Some people might go up to a 1,000 sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes. We see people in the group, don't we, touching... 1,000 under that maintenance level per day sometimes. Um, If they've got more weight to lose or they want to go faster, but we don't recommend that kind of thing consistently or long-term, eh? No, and sometimes it's circumstances, isn't it? You know, sometimes you just aren't hungry or you just haven't got round to eating. You know, sometimes it's not planned to, to go under that much. Sometimes it's just how that day works out. Um, other times it's because you're aiming for that because you know you specifically want to uh, have a bit of a uh, spurt and and lose the last two pounds or get into the next stone or something you know people have different reasons for um for different reasons for aiming for a um, number of calories per day don't they yeah, definitely. It depends who you are, what your goal is, how fast you want it to go, um, how hardcore you want it to be. Because faster results, it's it's nice, it's good, but it's also difficult, mm. isn't it? So, it, yeah, it depends how much restriction you want, how fast you're willing to make the changes and stuff like this, doesn't it? It yeah. depends. Um, yeah. Are, are, you using, are you using the headphones today, by the way? Yes. Oh, that's good. Um, that's, that's probably why we didn't get any reverberation. It does sound like, though, I can hear, like, rustling on your... 
came from your microphone thing. You've, sometimes you've just got to be careful that the the microphone that's next to your ear doesn't touch the doesn't touch your clothing. Or ah, hair. I, did just, <laughs> I did just move the phone and move the mic, move the wire just then, so that might be it. Then sorry about that. No, it's all right. It's all right. Um, Try and people sit just, still. <laughs> l- l- listeners just sometimes complain if the, and, and I understand to be fair, if the yeah. sound quality isn't good on podcasts, because sometimes if you're listening to it in your car driving or if you're walking, you have to have it turned up really loud to hear people's voices. Uh. And, then, and then any like little, like if I touch my microphone, it makes, did you hear that? Yeah. Um, it makes like a sound and then uh, there's flipping feedback coming, like, I don't know what it is. Not, not positive sounds <laughs> coming through the... Yeah coming through the other end sometimes um so if i'm using headphones like this i spend i've got one of my hands you'll see me on video as well if you ever see me on live video with headphones when i'm walking yeah. um you'll, you'll see me with my other hand pulling the wire like forward in front of my face so, uh... that, the, so that the wire's taut otherwise the otherwise the the microphone rubs on my beard <laughs> then it makes a constant <laughs> it makes a constant rustling sound and it's ridiculous and it sounds well, i can awful. honestly tell you that this microphone won't be rubbing on my beard that's a de- that's a definite. <laughs> it's definitely rustling on some clothing, yeah. <laughs> I know. I, was, I didn't assume it was your beard, my dear. I didn't assume so. Um, so, so, so let's go back to my my original um, requirement to have an argument. <laughs> yes. All right then. <laughs> so, so my my argument slash question slash challenge is. That step one of the six steps to slim is mindful eating, maintenance or below. That's what it is. Maintenance or below means either you eat the number of calories that have been, whatever the word is, allocated to you. So that 2000 number, you either eat that number of calories a day or less. That is yeah. that is the only rule, really, in the six steps to slim is that rule. My question to you is, how can you follow that rule and not count calories? So you've said all the way along, um, you have to count calories, you have to you know, log them in some way, and that's the only way that you're going to be able to tell whether you've gone maintenance or below and how many you've got left at the end of the day, et cetera, et cetera. But then you follow that up by saying, but don't think that you have to do that forever. You don't have to do that forever. Um, and then you always say, I don't count calories now. So my question is twofold, really. Um, in our, on our program, we ask people to check in every day. And what we mean by that is it's a Facebook based program. Um, in some ways, I hate saying that, actually, because when you say it's a Facebook based program, it always makes it seem as if you don't actually know who the people are or they're all faceless people. And it's not like that at all, because we have Zoom meetings and when we can um, gather again, we have face-to-face meetings and we, we all do know each other. So I always think it sounds bad when it says it's a Facebook group. But anyway. It's true. It, we're, we're a decently small group though as well, aren't we? There's only like... We are. At the, at the minute, there's like 230 people. So it's not like it's... Um, it's not like there's thousands of people. No. Like in some of these other programs, they've got 10,000 people. Then you'd never know who anybody is. No. And, and, bec- and because people check in, not every day in our program, you do see the, the same names popping up again and, yeah. again and again and people asking questions, etc. It's nice. Yeah, it is. It is. But what I was saying is that the, we ask people to check in every day and people will check in. Basically, it's a, a reflection, a self-reflection each day on how have I done today? 
And yeah. so you look back at yourself and say, how have I done today, actually? Actually, I've done all right. Or actually, there's no point in even considering it. I've had an absolutely rubbish day or whatever. <laughs> and you, you basically type in there um, how you've done on that day. But pretty Lovely. much every single person types in how many calories they've had or how many Correct. calories they were under or how many calories they were over. So my challenge to you is, why do you say you don't have to count forever when actually I think oh, that you do and I think that everybody does? <laughs> this is good. Um, I've got, I've, I have thought of two things immediately. The first one is when I say you don't have to calorie count forever is yes, most people in the group are calorie counting, but they're also losing fat right now. What, yes. what, what, happens when you, what happens when you achieve your goal or if you're not losing fat or if you want a break or if you're on a maintenance phase like you are, you're not counting yep. calories. You don't, nope. you don't have to. I'm not forcing you to. Um, so I would, say, I, I would say it's more like it's good for people to count calories if they're wanting to lose weight and they're taking yes. it serious. yes. Okay. But if you're not wanting to lose weight or you're not taking it serious, which some people are not, they're not taking it that serious. They'll just make some healthier choices and they just want to feel a bit better. They're just working on their habits, etc. Then all right. So I would say one, one part is it depends on your goals. Um, the other part of the question that you asked was how can you stick to a decent calorie level or range or a deficit or something like this without calorie counting? Um, well, what I explain to people in consultation is that one of the main reasons we do the calorie counting is yes for the calorie counting, but it's more for, it's also for the food diary aspect. I want them to see what their food looks like in front of their own face, what their own diet looks like. And I also want to see what it looks like. I want to be able to see what foods they eat, what kind of portions they're having ish, how many snacks are in there. What's the vegetable intake looking like? I can see what the protein intake's looking like. I can see sometimes depending on how people fill it out, I can see when people are eating because sometimes that makes a difference for people. So I want, I want this information and I want them to have this information too. Why is that? It's because it's easier to fix something if we can see what it looks like. If, if we know what we're working with and it's, it's know thy enemy or know thyself because the diet's not the enemy, I guess, is it? Mm, <laughs> but you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, so yeah, understand, yeah. understand the problem. I want eyes on the issue. The diet's causing the issue. I want eyes and analysis on the issue. So then what we do is after people have started, yes, calorie counting, but also food diarying, because it's, it's yes. about more than just the calories sometimes, really. We start to make changes. They might suggest to me, hey, Connor, I've seen that I'm flipping, I'm in too much of this. Or, hey, I never realized that I was eating too much of this. Or I might say to them, okay, cool, I can see that maybe you're eating a bit too much of this or maybe not enough of this. Or maybe we could swap this and this, you know. So um, can I just stop you there a minute? So are you saying mm -hmm. that at some point then, when people are struggling, you ask them to share their food diary with you? Oh, definitely. All right. This, I've just never done that with you, so I didn't realise that you did that with some people. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. oh no. Yep. 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 No, I do. Yep. I add people. One of the reasons I like people to use the My Fitness Pal is because I can add them as a friend and then I can view their food diary from my phone whenever I want. And I see. Okay. Depending... I have some clients who that there's kind of two levels of service that people can get from me. They can either join the group or they can join me as a one-to-one -one client. And with my one-to-one -one clients, some of them, I look at their, at their food diary every single day. Some people okay. I get them to send me, some people I get me to send them, them, they send me pictures of every single thing they eat every single day. You know, right, if the food okay. diary doesn't work or they can't get a handle on it or they hate it because yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like, I try to be as flexible on the rules, quote unquote rules, 
as I can be. Like if some people literally are like, God, I just fucking hate the calorie counting. You're yeah. making my life hell. Then I don't want to make them do it. But we've got no. to do something. I need I, I still need eyes and analysis on the actual yeah. issue and so do they. So some people do full pictures and then they send okay. me the pictures and stuff like this. There's there's different tools we can work with. Um, yeah. but but anyway, to continue on the point, after they after they can see their food and I can see their food, and then we're making these food swaps, etc. After they've made the food swaps, and if their weight's coming down, then it doesn't, re- as long as they keep eating the same, then the weight will keep coming down the same. And then it doesn't really matter what their phone thinks, whether their phone says nothing, it could say, it can say whatever it wants. As if they, once we've adjusted the food, this is literally what I explain to people in consultation, because a lot of people are like, oh, calorie counting. Like you said, they're like, oh God, I can, I can feel mm. it through the phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just say to people, look, it's just, we're doing it because I know it's not fun, but I need eyes on the problem. I want you to see what's going on as well. Then we're going to make some changes and adjustments to the food. Some of them will be calorie based. Some of them might be healthy choice based. After you, after we've then made those changes, if you keep eating the same, the result will be the same because it's not really about what your phone thinks, is it? Your body doesn't know whether you put what you ate into an app on your phone. If you eat the right things, you still get the same result whether you own a mobile phone or not. <laughs> in terms of health so it's not really it's not really about the calorie counting it's about the healthy choices the calorie counting just helps people be informed and keep control over their healthy choices but again i try and give people as minimal rules as possible and if you technically don't have to do something then i'm not going to force you 100 to do it so for all the benefits of calorie counting it is good Still, technically, people don't have to do it because if they just make the right food choices, then they'll still be under that calorie maintenance. You can still create a calorie deficit. If you only, I don't know, two meals or you just make healthy choices or you cut out your snacks or you don't order takeaways or yeah. whatever whatever tools you use, you know, then they will think... still come down. No, yeah, right. I, I, I think, no, sorry, you'll carry on. Um, I'd, I'd pretty much concluded. I'd, I'd just add one more point is, some people do try and stop the calorie counting and then the food starts to go a little bit awry. And then I say to them, hey, look, it was going well before because you had control over it with the calorie counting. Mm. We could see what's going on. I know you've tried it without the calorie counting. So I don't mind if people don't do it as long as they still get the result that they want. If you stop the counting and the result stops, then oh, what are we doing? Sorry, this is not, uh, we need to go back to it. So I'm, I'm okay with people stopping it as long as the results still continue the same and they're still happy with it. If the, if the results go out the window with the calorie counting, then we're bringing it back in through the front door. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think there's, there's two things, though, that I wanted to say here. One of them is, I don't really know how to explain this. Uh, I think there's, I'm going to say there's two different kinds of people, but there's potentially a lot more than two. But there's, there's two, I okay. think in these categories that I'm going to say. There are people who have either um, ingrained habits or have a structure to their life. And there are people who don't have ingrained habits and don't have any structure to their life. So what I'm saying is, for example, somebody who works a nine-to-five Monday-to-Friday job potentially will have similar, if not the same, meals per day at similar times of the day so there are going to be people who do that so one example is jenny who you did the um video with the other day so jenny talks all the time about how she has a tuna salad every single lunchtime right (laughs) now but she does and she says that and so there'd be a lot of people who'd say a tuna salad every single lunchtime is that what you've got to do then 
No, it's not what you've got to do, but that's what Jenny chooses to do, right? So it's Good not point. that it's not that she's does that because she was slimming or is slimming or trying to stay slim. It's because she loves tuna salads. But what I'm trying to say is she has a tuna salad every lunchtime. She said that she has no breakfast and she has fruit mid-morning, blah, blah, blah. And then she has a different evening meal. For her, she doesn't really need to calorie count because she'll know what a tuna salad is, if you know what I so mean. Correct. So correct. I do know. And she'll yep. know that she has fruit in the morning. Or somebody, there will be a person who has two Weetabix every single morning before they get on the bus to go to work. And they'll do that every <laughs> single morning. But some mornings yeah. they might not have two Weetabix, but they might have similar amount of a different cereal. So I think there's people who don't need to calorie count because they can calorie count without calorie counting, if yes. you know what I mean. Because they yes. know, because ages and ages ago, they will have worked out what a tuna salad is. They'll have worked out what two Weetabix and milk is. They will have worked out what two slices of bread sandwich for the whatever. So and unless they go outside of that routine, they know that they are 1,500 calories every single day because I've had the same meals that I have every single day. So I think there's that kind of a person. And in some ways, Connor, you've said that you're that person, that you have similar meals or similar times that, that you have meals. I know you've put photos on with different kinds of evening meals, but perhaps, during, I don't know, I might be wrong and you can argue with me in a minute, but not argue, you know what I mean? But, but there's mm -hmm. people like that. And then there's people like me. Like people like me, I don't work. Every single day is a new day, a different day. I do something. I don't have any routine in my life. And I love that because I had 40 years of having a routine when I worked full time. So I have no routine. So some days I'm up and out of the house at night, nine the morning. Some days I'm still lounging around at 11 o'clock. Some nights I go to bed at nine o'clock. Sometimes I go at one o'clock in the morning. Sometimes I'm on holiday. Sometimes I'm with friends. Sometimes I'm on my own etc so my day there is no way that i could guess at all what the calories are in that day without counting them because some days i'm eating out some days i'm eating in whatever so there's those two different kinds of people and there's probably a whole range in between but the other thing i just wanted to say there before you come in is that even the jenny kind of person has to be careful because she might know what the calories are for a tuna salad, but that's only if the tuna salad is identical every single day. And yep. we've talked about this many times before, about portion distortion and all that kind of stuff. So she might look and say, yeah, that's a tuna salad and that's 400 calories or whatever. But today she might decide to put a boiled egg on it or today she might put some tuna on and think, yeah, that's about four ounces or that's about five ounces. Or today she might mix some mayo into it or something, et cetera, et cetera. So I think the you don't have to calorie count anymore is different for different people in different circumstances. Would you agree? I would definitely agree. Um, can I just ask... <laughs> Can I just ask, sorry, to, uh, if you could be careful with the microphone again, sorry. It's, um, Ooh, it's, make, right? it's making a, it's all right. It's just a flipping technicality, um, isn't it? No, but I definitely agree. And I think it's, everybody's on a blend of that spectrum, isn't there? There were some people who'd be super rigid with their food intake um, and they would eat the same things every day. And then that's kind of what I explained in the situation before, isn't it? If you eat the yeah. same, then you'll get the same result regardless of whether you calorie count or not. But good point from you, what if you don't eat the same? 
this yes. this brings me back this brings me back to what one of the things I wanted to mention right at the beginning of this podcast about mindful eating when I said I've got a little bit of a bugbear with it at the minute because one of the ways you get to the mindful eating position is through the calorie counting isn't it one of the yes. ways because because it's exactly like you said mindful eating I call it that because I mean thinking about what you're eating um yeah. But it is more difficult, you're right, if you have more food variation. But then I would also put to you that, you know, if somebody had a very varied diet and they're eating out and they're going to a lot of restaurants and stuff like this, that's not calorie counting anyway. That's calorie guessing. And what you're doing there is you might be entering it into the phone, but you're not actually counting the calories. You're looking at it, guessing what you think it might be, and then putting that in. So the phone says something, but what it says is not right. So that's not really calorie counting. That's mindful eating using the app. If that makes sense, yeah. it's still yeah, it's, it's food like, logging. Yes. It's food logging. We could call it, or, or it's food diarying. <laughs> but it's yes, not technically yes. calorie counting anyway. So if you if you've maintained your weight, and I know you've been on holiday, and I know you've been out to restaurants and cafes and stuff like this, and you've maintained your weight beautifully, whether you use the app or not, you didn't really calorie count, or not at least fully, because you might have calorie yeah. count what you ate at home, but you you didn't calorie count what you eat out. Um, and like, like for me, you are right. I eat probably the same breakfast every day. I just eat porridge. Um, yes. for lunch, I don't eat the same thing, but I probably only eat about three different things <laughs> and they're yes. all, yes. they're all pretty similar calories, you know, and I know that because I've worked them out in the past and I eat a different yes, evening exactly. meal each night. Yeah. And I eat a different evening meal each night, but I know roughly Without, I never, I never calorie count ever, but my body weight's always where I want it to be, and that's because if yes. if I make an evening meal, I make it to a portion ish that I know is good for me. And one of the things that I said when I've got a bugbear earlier is, I don't know if you've got Instagram. Do you have Instagram, Lee? Yes. Um, yeah. Um, I don't really use Instagram much. We have a slum society Instagram, but mo- mostly Bethany Sharp just posts on it. But occasionally, I go onto the flipping there's that little search button on Instagram and then it brings up like random stuff from like stuff you might like sort of thing. And it's just random and forever. And there's loads of people on Instagram who most of them, I'm going to call everyone out out right now. They've got dot dietitian in their flipping name on Instagram. It's like something (laughs) dot dietitian or someone dot dietitian. And I'm going to swear again, fuck all these people (laughs) because they make me so angry. They're awful because there's a big thing going around on the internet at the minute about intuitive eating. Have you, have you seen or heard of this? I haven't. I haven't. Intuitive eating. They call it, we call it mindful eating. They call it intuitive eating. And a lot of these people, dot dietitians with their intuitive eating bullshit, they are literally dangerous to people's health. Because intuitive eating is a very similar thing to mindful eating, but it's also a little bit different because intuitive, what does that mean? That means going with your intuition. What's your intuition? Your intuition is a feeling. They're saying you should eat what you feel like eating. Lynn, what, do you know how much weight I would gain if I ate what I felt like I want to eat? You know, if I just went round? Exactly. What, what, about, exactly. what about you? If you just went round and everything you thought, ooh, I fancy that, you just ate it, you're taking yeah. a piss. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's ridiculous. That, that's, that's, that's why I was where I was before. I, I know that's, that's, that is intuitive eating. That's not mindful eating. It's, it's a similar thing, but it's also kind of the opposite thing. You need to be thinking yeah. about your actual food intake, don't we? So, and they're, yeah. they're not wrong, the, these intuitive eating people. They're all like, respect your hunger, respect your body. Res- don't restrict yourself. Restriction causes binges. You might give yourself oh. an eating disorder. And they're, they're not fully wrong. 
they're not fully wrong. But if you have no restriction and you just every time you're hungry, you just flip and eat. Do you know what that'll do? That'll that'll train your body to expect more food over time and your hunger will keep going up and up and up and up and up. This is how yeah. many people can eat more because your stomach stretches and your body changes to get used to anything, including more food. So you start eating to respect your hunger and then your hunger goes up and then you have to eat to respect that hunger and then your hunger goes up. And I'm like, what yeah. is going on? Oh, <laughs> what is God. going on on fucking Instagram? Stop it, people. Yeah. Everybody needs to unfollow these dot dietitians because I don't know where they're coming from. It seems like America, but they're god awful. And some some of it, yeah. it seems dangerous to me. Just encouraging yeah. people to flip and just listen. It is right, isn't it? It's a weird thing. You should listen to your body, but sometimes it you is. also can't it's, listen to your body. You've got to listen to your mind. Exactly, like you said, some parts of it are absolutely true. You know, all this about eat when you're hungry and stop when you're full. You know, I, I've heard that sentence Correct. hundreds of times. Yeah, it's good. And it's, it's good absolutely advice. 100% true, you know, which we can talk in a minute. I want to talk about this protein versus being under maintenance discussion. Um, oh, but it's yeah, the same, yeah. it, you know, it's, it's the whole thing as to if you're not hungry, why would you eat? And the only reason that you do that is if you're in, like, you know, my daughter Louise, who's a teacher, has to eat her lunch when she's allocated a lunchtime, or otherwise she wouldn't get a lunch mm, until true. tea time. So mm. you do sometimes have to eat when the situation, you know, gives you a time to eat. But mostly, if you've got a choice, you should never eat when you're not hungry. That, that, why would you do that? And that's society that's made us think, well, it's lunchtime, so therefore I need to eat, or I've woken up, therefore I need breakfast, etc. Um, but everything else that you've said about that, I absolutely agree, is very, very dangerous. And actually, really stupid. Not just dangerous, it comes from, really it, stupid. It's, it's strange, isn't it? Because it comes from a good place and they make good points. Like, no, you shouldn't overly restrict. Yes, you should listen to your body. Yes, you should, I don't know, respect yourself. And you should respect your hunger. And you should, all this kind of stuff, it's all kind of true. But you yeah. should not do that. At just That doesn't mean don't be mindful about it or have any control over your food at all. Um mm. Anyway, anyway, it's just that's just literally something that's winding me up on the internet right now. Yeah. Whereas we, we call it we call it mindful eating, which is a similar thing. And what I like about yeah. mindful eating is it's more it's it's more like thinking about what you're eating. And then you know, if you think about what you're eating enough, that changes how you feel about food and then then it becomes after that intuitive eating. Like I would class myself as an intuitive eater. I do eat when I'm hungry and I, I do try not to eat too much and I can feel in my body, because I've been mindful over how food affects me for so many years, I can feel if I've eaten too much, I don't have to put it into an app and have it to tell me whether I feel sick or I've overeaten or I've eaten yeah. too much over the last yeah. few days. I can just tell. I can feel it. I can see it on myself. So then my, then my intuition tells me, without me calorie counting, oh, you've been eating too many calories over the last fucking week because you're feeling a bit bloated, you're feeling a bit sluggish. Yeah. Your, your waistline's not looking as trim as you want it to be. So how about we cool it off a little bit and we scale it back? Yeah, so but not, not, only, not only that, but mindful eating to me as well is something that you put in the group the other day, that you fancy the pizza, right? Now, their intuitive mm -hmm. eating would be, well, you go out and get a Domino's then. Your intuitive eating slash mindful eating was a fancy pizza, so I'll make a pizza. That's you're the right. It's balanced. Right? It, that that is a big difference. You're right. Not just yeah. Going with so your you decided to make a pizza. Therefore, you could put into it the ingredients that a you actually fancied, 
but B, that you could calorie count and C, that you knew were healthy alternatives or options, plus the fact that, you know, you have some intolerances and that kind of thing. So you, you fancied a pizza and you had a pizza, but there's different ways of fancying a pizza and having a pizza. And to me, oh, that's, a good that's what mindful eating is. A lot of the time, you know, the, the, the way that I've been for years and years and years, way before this programme, and like we've talked about before, you know, I love Sunday lunches. That's my favourite meal. But the way that I cook a Sunday lunch, what ends up on the plate, you know, and I give to anybody who comes to my house, whether they're slimming or not slimming or whatever, <laughs> everybody loves my Sunday lunches. But yet they're cooked incredibly healthily. You know, I take all the skin off the chicken. I, I, I don't use any fat in anything. You know, I don't put butter in, in mashed potatoes and et cetera, et cetera. But it's still a bloody lovely Sunday lunch. But I cook it in a very different way to somebody how somebody else would cook it. So that, to me, is mindful eating, plus the fact of portion control, plus the fact of not eating when you're not hungry and all the rest of it. But it's not, it's not eating crap or eating diet food or eating what, whatever word you want to call it. It's looking at the food that you that you like and that you fancy and that you desire and making a low calorie choice. Uh, or so a that, calorie and, appropriate and still... for you sort of choice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And that's the difference. You're really. exactly They're right. That's about a intuitive eating. You know, I fancy a pizza. Well, therefore, you should listen to your body and go and have a pizza. That's just that's crap. Just saying that as an answer. That'll just what the that'll answer, just wreck some people, yeah. won't it? Because some some people have got crazy appetites and crazy cravings. That might work for some people. Yeah. Some people some yeah. people are literally quote unquote naturally slim, and it's not because they've got a crazy fast metabolism. It's that some people just don't like food as much as other people. Like my little yeah. brother is one of these people. Literally, he just doesn't like much food. He likes steak and he likes chips, and then he's. And he's not a child either. He's not a child. He's flipping in his no. late 20s. But he just he just literally, he doesn't fancy food. He doesn't think about food. He doesn't care about food. It's, it's not yeah. the normal situation for most people. But some people are just different, aren't they? So for him, he all right, eat what you fancy. Do, do, he's never, his weight's never been an issue. For most people, eat what they fancy. Good luck. <laughs> it's, yeah. That's not going to yeah. go well, yeah. is it? It's not going to go well. And like you said, that's... 99.9% .9 reason why people join any kind of slimming program because that's what they've done. Because they've been eating whatever eating... they wanted, yeah, and it's not working out. <laughs> no. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> I know, and then these intuitive eating people are like, oh, come to join my program. You can eat whatever you want. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> what is going yeah. on? There's, it's called balance, isn't it? No, it's not full yeah. restriction. Yes, bad causes binges. Yes, can cause eating disorders. Yes, that's why we don't do that. We don't do full yeah. restriction and we don't do no restriction. We do balance. How about that? Can you imagine? Flipping mm. revolutionary. Mm. God. Mm. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> God. Um, so, so, so let's... Wait, wait, wait a second, Sorry, on. one second. Did, did, I, did I answer or did we agree or not agree about the calorie counting forever sort of thing then? Um, let's just bring it round to a conclusion. How, how do you feel I about it know, now? Because or... I, I don't know. Because I don't know. I, I I think what we've done is we've qualified it rather than rather than saying join this program you have to calorie count to start with and then you don't have to afterwards. I think I'm not saying that you've ever said that, but that's what's registered in my head. You know that that you calorie count, but of course you don't have to calorie calorie count forever. And I think we need to qualify that 
each time we use those words or we think about it. I think it depends on the circumstances. It depends on the person. It depends on the routine that they've got, the habits that they've got, um, their choices as to whether they, they like to calorie count, want to calorie count, find calorie count in a, a comfort blanket or whatever. So, yeah, I, I, I feel as if talking it through now, it has answered it. But I still think that the answer is the long-term calorie counting is person-dependent, I'd say. Oh, you're exactly right. There's no argument here, my dear. There's no argument. There's only a <laughs> maybe, sometimes, maybe sometimes I have said something short and sweet, like we start off with calorie counting, then you can stop whenever you want. Maybe, like you said, that's not exactly true. But this is why all of our podcasts have been 1.5 hours long and I just... I'm a chatty Cathy because I do try and explain every single thing. But if we talk through every single nuance of every single yes. thing every single time, yes. that would just be ridiculous, wouldn't it? So maybe sometimes yeah. I have said something simple like that just because I don't want to go into it. But when yes. it comes down to it, when people actually get to the point where they're wanting to stop calorie counting, like I'll use an exact example. Um, peep, someone in the group yesterday, Pauline Wood, she won't mind me mentioning, She her goals this week are not to calorie count. Yes, I saw that. Um, she, yes. Yeah, she's going to try and stop calorie counting, but she's still right. This is her choice, not mine. That stopping the calorie counting is her choice, not mine. Yeah. Um, I said, okay, yep, yeah, you can. I just want to. I'm just help, there to help people. Um, if she thinks she can do it without it, I said, there's only one way to find out. I said, all right, let's try. Then she's what she's decided to do is write what food she's eaten down on a bit of paper, but yeah. not use the app or do the calorie counting. Yeah. interesting so that's a great idea isn't it what what a great idea after being on the program for a long time to reinvent yourself somehow you know that that's fantastic isn't it that it shows somebody yeah, she's trying to whittle is... it down out of it she... yeah that she's trying a different approach isn't she for for whatever reason she's either just fancies a different approach she wants to try something she wants to explore she wants to whatever and once again how good is that that this program can can, can accommodate that you know you're, you're yeah, not said um, to her well you're not allowed to do that why would you do that well well don't do that you know what's going to happen at the end of the week when you put loads of weight on or, or da, 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 da. you're saying to her yeah go with it let's have a go at that let's see what happens it's only a week isn't yeah, it exactly we only do weekly goals it's not going to change the world if it goes well i've said to her i said to pauline literally Prove to me then, because she's not finished her fat loss goal, she's still going. I said to her, prove to me yeah. that you don't need it. Keep losing weight without yeah. it, and then we're good to go. She said to me, she's tried stopping the calorie counting in the past. She said on the Zoom meeting, her own words, it goes tits up when I stop calorie counting. And then she's decided again to, to, to try and stop again. That's okay. I don't want to force her into doing this flipping app thing forever. It's not always useful. Um, but... She, we just need to see how it goes, don't we? We just need to see how it goes. A lady's joined the program this week and she's tried calorie counting before. She used to be on the program and she tried calorie counting and it did not work. For whatever reason, she just couldn't do it. She wasn't getting it right. The calorie count on the app looked good. It looked good to me as well, but still her weight was not coming down. So obviously the calorie count was not correct. She was not creating the calorie deficit somewhere somehow. It was not working. Um, we, we ended up using different methods like we, we switched to food pictures and we switched to just food adjustments and stuff like this and then it started to work then something happened in this lady's life and she ended up leaving the program just for a short time and now she's come back 
Now she feels ready again. And we were chatting on the phone. And I said to she said to me, what about the calorie counting? And I said, yeah, what do you think? You can, I know you've tried before. I know it didn't go well for you. I know you just couldn't get a grip to it for whatever reason. So instead what we did was food pictures and healthy eating swaps. We just both looked at our meals and we're like, all right, yeah, mm-hmm. we could do some more portion of this. We'll try and eat a bit less of that. All right, goals next week is cut down on snacks. Goal next week is add more veg to your meals. You know, this kind of business. We just did healthy yeah. eating swaps and food pictures. And she said this time she'd prefer that. And I said, okay, because I mean, we've tried the calorie counting thing before. Does that mean it yeah. won't work this time? No, but it's, it's good. It's good to me. As long as she loses weight and she's feeling better and getting healthier and achieving her goals, I don't really care what she does. I'm not married to any one method. And I, I really try not to be. If she tries the food pictures and the food swaps and it doesn't work, guess where we're going? It's hello calorie counting. Yes. <laughs> yes, but I think, we're going back to I think also... One other point to make in all of this, which we haven't said so far, and it's so bloody obvious, actually, that we should have done, is that do you have to calorie count? Don't you have to calorie count? I I guess you have already said it, but I'm just applying it to myself now. Is that I'm not calorie counting at the minute, so how do I know that I'm doing all right? Well, I know that I'm doing all right because the scales are telling me that. So I think we've, we've got to remember that as well, you know. So I'm not calorie counting, but the scales are telling me that I'm maintaining so I'm doing. So you've I'm got doing some control measure do. that you're checking. Yes, yes. Correct. I'm not just thinking, I'm not calorie counting anymore. Fuck it, you know, or whatever. Yeah. I'm just not calorie counting. Getting on the scale, thinking, oh, that's gone up one. But then a couple of days later, oh, it's gone down one. Oh, it's gone down two. Oh, it's gone up one. Yeah, well, that I am. I am maintaining at the minute. And as you've said to me before. At times, I think, oh, I'm back to square one again, maintaining. That's what I was doing when I sort of first joined the programme. And then I have to tell myself that, no, I'm maintaining at a almost four stone less weight than I was before, which obviously must mean that I'm eating less now than I was before, if that makes sense. I guess that makes sense, doesn't it? Of course it does, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you won't, if you <laughs> were eating... suddenly telling it, myself that that doesn't make sense, but it does, doesn't it? Of course, of course it does, yeah. If you were eating yeah. what you ate when you were 18 stone, your weight would be going back up to 18 stone. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. So you're, you're eating exactly. at maintenance, but it's a lower maintenance level, yeah, of course. Yes, yes. And, and I know exactly what to do if and when I want that to go lower. But, yeah, it's coming back again that how do I know that I'm maintaining? Well, I know that I'm maintaining because the scales are telling me that. So I know you sort of said that before, that as soon as somebody starts saying, well, the scales aren't moving, then you say, well, then you need to be calorie counting or I need to look at your food diary or whatever. So I think that I think that was a really good discussion because I think that's explored lots of different sides of calorie counting, hasn't it? That I've probably not thought about all of them before. Yeah, yeah. it's like I put in the um, sort of pre-title, the... Um, the draft title of the show today, Calorie Counting, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly. <laughs> yes, we, yes, we, we've covered yes. it from a lot of different directions. It is good. Is it good for everyone always? No, nothing's good for everyone always, but it is good. Is it good for most people? Actually, yes. Especially since most people are beginners to nutritional science and to their own body and to understanding their mm. own body. So if you can start mm. tracking and looking at and analyzing and learning about food and yourself and how it affects, affects you, this is all what goes into the mindful eating which then eventually blends into intuitive eating when you you just eat different because you know how you feel and how you should eat because you've already checked before in the past um yeah you're exactly right people 
it's a good idea for people to keep track of their body weight. That's that is a good idea. Um, science yeah. shows that the people who keep weighing themselves as well after they finish diets have better um, weight maintenance outcomes because they're not hiding from problems or they're obviously showing that they still care about it. If they're still willing to check it, they're not hiding from problems. They're not being too scared to check. They're actually keeping on top of it and forcing themselves to see what the actual truth is of what their habits are mm -hmm. leading to. And this, this all helps. Yeah. This all helps. Yeah. So Thank you, then. can I just ask I my like final question then? Which, yes, which, please. Which may go off in a different direction and I don't know if we've got enough time. Did we want to save that for a different podcast about the protein thing or shall we talk about um, it now? Well, I've got about 10 minutes um, and then I have to get ready to go into another meeting. But just just go for it and then if we feel okay, like just, we want to So just quickly, time, let's, let's try and say it quickly then. Um, one of the steps um, in the Six Steps to Slim is basically about protein. And it talks about um, increasing protein or, or monitoring your protein intake and trying to increase it. And there's yeah. a new, lots and lots of different reasons for that. But the one reason that I want to talk about is um, about the making you making you more full by eating foods yeah. that are um, you know have a greater protein content. Um, yep. And talking about the, there were, there was, uh, there's been some people in the group recently who have, uh, well, there's quite a lot of people in the group actually who not only when they check in do they say how many um, calories they've had or how much under maintenance they were, etc., but they also put how many steps they've done because that is another one of the steps to slim, and they also put how many grams of protein they've had. And they're the pretty common goals, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're pretty common things. That if when you get to a certain point of the day, as in, you know, evening, it's coming to the end of the day, and you realize that you have had a good calorie intake, as in you are a significant number of calories under maintenance, and you are full, and you don't feel that you need anything else, and you, you're thinking that that could be the end point of the day, as far as calories are concerned, but you look at the protein and you realize that you've not had that much protein. Should you eat more to meet the protein target, even though mm, that means that your calorie deficit would be less and that you're not hungry? Good, uh, good question. Um, is that a 10 minute so discussion or is it longer than that? <laughs> We can make it both, of course. We could make it two podcasts, <laughs> or, we, yes, or we, could, yes. we could go for the short answer. Um, so what we're talking about here really uh, is goal prioritization. It yes, really it depends, what, it, it depends what that person cares about the most. For me at the minute, I would go for the protein over the calorie deficit. That's because my goals are to build, I, I care about building at just this literal minute in time, I care more about trying to build my muscles and strength back up at the gym, getting back into the gym, than I do about getting slimmer than I am. So for me, ah, I, will okay. I will sacrifice the calorie deficit to achieve my exercise and fitness goals faster, guaranteed. Um, I'm okay with that. Understand, um, yes. If some people mind, if they care about the fat loss more, then probably not. Then probably you should go for the calorie deficit because that's the thing that will achieve the fat loss goal, not the protein. If somebody does exercise, then the protein should be a higher level of prioritization. Some people might find them equal. If you if you exercise or you've got fitness goals, um, 
you know does that make sense so I, I think it just depends yes. i think it just depends what you care about the most really if somebody really wanted to build like i can think of a specific example of a lady in the group she really wanted to build the protein habit in because she felt like she was hungry she was keeping the calorie deficit but it was just absolutely it, she was finding it difficult because her hunger levels were just high even on not that low calories and what that tells yes. me is what that tells me poor food quality basically that's the signal for me if your calorie intake's mm. not that low but you're still hungry you must be eating the wrong things you can't be eating enough fiber and enough protein because those are the things yes. that fill you out and slow, slow down your digestion yeah so this lady thought that for a period of time she, she her, her, she's vegetarian as well so her protein intake was naturally low she thought i'm going to really prioritize getting this habit and building it in for a period of time because i then feel like it will help me forever finish the rest of my large fat loss goal and I'm thinking, yeah, oh, right, yeah, okay. that make, yeah, yeah that that's makes fine. Sense. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah go yeah. for it. So I suppose, I suppose most people in our group, um, not everybody exercises, and most people have a weight target goal and or a weight loss goal sort of thing, fat loss goal, and most that's mostly their number one priority. Um, yeah. But some people have health goals which rely on a higher protein intake. Um, some people have health, uh, fitness and exercise or muscle building strength goals, this kind of thing, which rely on a higher protein intake. So I guess. It's like I said, first, it's goal prioritization. It's what do you yes. care about most at this minute in time? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I understand. I understand. And, and like you say, I could ask loads more questions now, but I won't because, the, you know, th this tied into calories, really, and being under maintenance. That's what I wanted to talk about today, about calories, maintenance, being under maintenance, whether you really have to count calories. That was really what I wanted to talk about today. And we could talk about protein, et cetera, et cetera in another podcast couldn't we i'd love to it's um it's been a little bit too long since we did our last one hasn't it but the world opened yes. up a little bit um <laughs> i've been extraordinarily busy in the six steps to slim group i know you've been busy your life's been changing as well you've also been on holiday etc so it's like what yes. can we do but we'll um we'll get back to it and we'll make sure to keep um yeah keep in touch and keep I've got, coming back I've got to lots people. of things in my head that we could talk about so um, I'm sure that we'll Ooh. never run out of subjects. Yeah. No, and I, I always love talking to you. It's always a pleasure for me. Literally, if nobody listened to this podcast, I literally would not care because I just like <laughs> talking to you. That, that's why we started it, isn't it? Do you remember? It we, is. We, would, we started yeah, we it. We were having to, a private to, conversation. Well, yeah. Go on, sorry. We started it to fill a, fill a gap in my life, is, is the reason that we started it. And, uh, and I, <laughs> you know, I, don't, I don't have that many gaps anymore, but I still want to carry on doing this because of the enjoyment side of it. So I know. Now, now, now we're trying to fit it in, aren't we? Now that the world's opened up. <laughs> now we're yeah. squeezing it back in. It's all right. I really yeah. appreciate your time, though. I really, really do. I, um, I love talking to you, and you're, you're obviously a very positive person. And you, you get really um, good feedback from the listeners of the show as well. Um, people always say that they love the episodes that we do together, and they love listening to you. Um, and you're a big part oh, of the Six Steps Slim group as well. Um, people, have, people have been commenting that you've not been on the Zoom meetings as well. Where's Lynn? Has been I'm, a. I know, and, it, and it's the same reason. He's I've got no freaking time now how can that how can that have happened in the last two weeks or something since things have opened up how can i suddenly not have got any time anymore but that's because i've got a busy and very very lovely life so i completely yeah. agree you can only fit in so much can't you well yeah. it's been lovely yeah. to speak to you today lynn i really appreciate your time we'll book in another one soon then yes 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 definitely yeah okay doke connor have All a good right. day Thank you. You too. Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. We'll speak to you and we'll see you again soon. Okay, nope.